This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I welcome a dynamic duo, Patty and Jack Phillips, to the show. Patty and Jack will discuss their six steps to measure and improve the success of any project program, initiative, or work effort. Patty and Jack, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh my goodness. I'm really excited to dive into this juicy topic. And I'd love for you to tell the global listening audience what inspired you to really delve into this topic, which was the genesis for your book. And and why now at this moment in time? You know, I think one reason for this particular book is we've been working with organizations for many, many years now, helping um, executives and practitioners within those organizations demonstrate the value of major projects. And we decided that, you know, we've written a lot of books, so this is not the, the first book, um, but most of our books are very technical, very long, and, um, you know, math is involved. And so we decided we really wanted to help individuals at a at a different level meaning individuals working to demonstrate the value of their work um, at a personal level rather than just the project level so people who are struggling with their career trying to um, move in a different direction take advantage of opportunities we thought you know what's the kind of book that they would they would enjoy. And so we brought in a book, wrote a book, I'm not so technical, and it includes a lot of stories that describe how individuals are using our process to demonstrate value. Um, very readable, I think, is what we're trying to, to go for here. So um, didn't want to go down the path of so much technique and um, math and statistics, but really show people that regardless of where you are in an organization, or even if you're not in an organization, you can demonstrate the value of what you do in terms that resonate with all of your audiences. But I want to dive in and, and really talk about why should we measure things? You know, there's the, the common adage, look, if you didn't measure it, it didn't really happen and it isn't valuable. So walk us through that. Why is it important to measure what we do to show its value? I'll start with it. One is funding, you know, getting money for a project. The best way to get more money is to show the value of your last project or maybe even show your value in a forecast before you get the money. In the in today's climate, we see that's the number one reason people want to go down this path. But there's others. Just to, to, to make it better, suppose it's not working so well, so you want to make it better. We collect the data that shows where it's breaking down if it's not working. So it's process improvement. So you can make things better next time or improve the current project that you're working on. And also just gaining the respect and support and influence that you need um, is helpful because you, you often need that to be able to function and fit into an organization and support your career. And so Patty can add some more to those. Yeah, another another reason to do it is that through measurement, you're almost level setting or making a performance, um, creating a, more of an objective view of performance, for example. So, you know, while things have certainly changed within organizations and outside organizations, so, you know, independent uh, contractors, consultants, coaches, 
both internally and externally organization, for example, um, a lot has changed, but there's still this, you know, Mint still can, they still demonstrate their performance in a different way through that, you know, they'll brag, right? And I don't mean that negative. That's good. We should all brag a little bit more, but they don't mind sharing their accomplishments. Whereas women, even though it has changed a lot, and I haven't been in corporate in a long time, but I have been around for a long time. It has changed. Um, younger women today are more willing to step up, step out and say, here's what I've accomplished. But there's still many women who don't, they just heads down, get the job done. And so through measurement, what we can do is demonstrate the value of our work on more of an equal plane. Does that make sense? It does, Patty. And I'll tell you, in, in the reality is in, in the world of work, and it, it is true in almost all career sectors, organizations, leaders are looking for return on investment. And, and you are both business savvy professionals. And that ROI is a given. It's an expectation. So I get it. Even though it might not feel comfortable, the um, the humble confidence of, of the brag to talk about what you've done, showing those measurements of success will impact your career growth. Yes, absolutely. It demonstrates accomplishment, not activity. And I'll tell you, growing up, um, you know, I lived in a household where you know, we were asked, we were challenged. It's like, you know, what did you accomplish today? Don't tell me what you've done. Tell me what you accomplished. And so where I am today is perfect because that's, you know, my upbringing did it. But, but that's what we have to do. It's not about the task list. It's not about all the activities. What have you really accomplished? Which gives us a lot of opportunity too, because you get the work done the way you get it done. And the end is, what's the outcome? Yeah, often I hear uh, it's not output, outcome, right? Output is how you get to the outcomes, but the outcome is kind of the juicy success that we can measure. So right. the book is just chock full of beautiful stories. Jack, pick one that you'd like to elaborate on and, and help our global audience understand the the process of measuring and, and the value and, and why it really matters. Yes, I'll start with the opening chapter the opening story. And it's a friend of ours, Doug Stewart. He's a chaplain. Uh, and he, he actually manages the chaplaincy system for Memorial Hospital, uh, Memorial, Found, Memorial Hospital in Chicago area. And what, what Doug was facing is some pressure from his hospital administrators to show the value of what chaplains do. And he he actually got involved in our process through our ROI certification and learned how to do this and, and began to, to tackle this issue. He showed his hospital uh, the value of putting chaplains in the intensive care unit. And he set up a, an experimental versus control group. They tried chaplains in one area and then did put chaplains in another area and looked at the difference in the length of stay. And he actually was able to see a, a difference there, a very significant difference, and he got the cost of that length of stay reduction from the accounting people, finance and accounting, and he compared it to the cost. He actually calculated the ROI. That that made that hospital administrator so happy. He says, look, this is the kind of data we have to have these days, and we appreciate you doing that. This will go a long way in making sure we keep your funding in, in check. So, Doug, I'm going to build on what Patty says, you got to leverage your results. Doug took that and started telling others about it. 
He started writing about it. He speaks to conferences now. Patty and Doug often share the podium uh, telling um, audiences how to do this in the world of chaplaincy. So I take that example because if you can show the value of a chaplain in a hospital system, you, you can show the value of anyone else's project easily, we think. Very interesting. Very interesting. Patty and Jack will be right back after a quick break. Hello there. It's Caroline Dowd Higgins. I know that hiring the right speaker for your event is a tremendous responsibility. You need a speaker who can customize content to meet your goals and someone who will work within your budget and engage your audience. Meeting planners around the world have recognized me for being easy to work with and uniquely suited to create dynamic programming for your needs. My style is high energy and engaging with practical takeaways that participants can implement in their lives and careers immediately. Whether you're looking to retain or grow top talent, create healthy workplace cultures, or prevent burnout in your organization, I create customized content to help recharge, reignite, or reinvent your career. From the boardroom to the training room or the convention hall, I will help your audience thrive. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve your special event goals. You can find me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. I, I, I wasn't sure which example you'd pick, but you went right for the, the first chapter in the book, Jack, and I'm glad that you did. I would love for you to dive the two of you into these five levels of measurement. Give us a high level overview. Again, thinking on that playbook level so it's digestible for this global audience. What does that look like? And then maybe we'll pull out another story to illustrate it. Right. So so anything that we're involved in, any kind of activity or project or initiative um, we're involved in, there's a chain of impact that occurs. And whether it's conscious or unconscious, it's happening. So we go into a program or project, and the first thing is you know, that overall perception. What do we think about it? And that's what we call level one, reaction. Um, and then we learn more about it, which can sometimes affect that perception, but that learning more. Um, it could be knowledge, skill, information, insight. It could be meeting new people. That's learning. But then the power in the learning is in what we do with it. That's the application. So it's the changes in behavior or the actions taken. It's the application of the newly acquired knowledge, skill, information, and insight. But then there's the next level, which is level four impact. That really answers the so what of it. So while we may get involved in a project or work with a client and there's a positive perception of it, it's, it's you know, they're bought into it. It's worth their time. So much like the question you asked us at the very beginning, you want to make sure it's a valuable use of time reaction. That's important. Gaining more knowledge is important. Doing something with that knowledge is important, but that impact is the so what of it all. Cause it's not about what you do. It's about the consequence of what you do. How is that impacting output quality cost time or the customer or the employee or the community. And then there's the financial piece of it. You know, are you getting enough impact to warrant the cost? And that's the ROI. Do you get enough benefit to cover the cost plus some if you're going for it? So that last level, level five is what's it worth? So we're looking at reaction, learning application, the impact and the ROI answering that ultimate question, 
what's it worth. So really any kind of project we're involved in has this chain of impact and you want to know that it's working along the way because that's you know really how we improve processes and programs and the work that we do. So Jack? Well, so many people get hung up on maybe one of those or two of those and, and stop at that. You know, I just want to make sure people are happy and make sure they, they learn something from this. But that's not enough. You need that application and impact. Some people are happy with people doing things or behavior, particularly, you know, a new leader is using leader behavior. You know, we're happy about that and we celebrate that. But it's really, it's what they accomplish with that. What impact do they drive? Uh, that really makes a difference. So our, our challenge is to get people to move to a level four and five. Let's think about those first three as stepping stones to get to where you really need to be level four and level five. That's what attracts people's attention. So Patty and Jack, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm confident that you can handle it. You are seasoned pros. But this methodology makes absolute sense in an established organization. We are in an interesting moment in time where startups are, are springing up like daisies, which is a wonderful new thing, new companies, new ventures. And maybe there's an entrepreneurial venture within an existing organization. They don't have the historical... Uh, depth of an organization that's been around for a while. So how might we use your concept in a startup or a new organization? So, you know, a startup still has outcomes it wants to achieve, right? I mean, they may not have the history, they may not have performance in those measures, but they still have outcomes they want to achieve. That's where it begins. And so we look at the beginning we look at those outcomes in the beginning. So what is the impact you're trying to achieve and what is it worth to you if you achieve it? And then what do you have to do in order to achieve it? And what do you have to know to do it? And how best can you get that knowledge, skill, information, and insight? So you really flip it and start looking at it in terms of what you're trying to accomplish, the why of it all, and then come back through the chain of impact, but you're doing it backwards to ensure that your approach is going to get you there. And then you start your implementation, you start your piloting, you 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 test whatever the model or the product or the service is, do your pilot test, and then you evaluate it accordingly. So Jack, you got something to add? Yeah. So if you just think of Uber, for example, uh, when the developers of Uber, they had three measures in mind, all impacts that they wanted to accomplish. One is to have a, a ride that was cheaper than the average taxi. Uh, they wanted a ride that was f- quicker than the average taxi, and they wanted a better experience. So the whole team is working through those consequences, those impacts. Uh, and they did that. Uh, they they develop in almost all the cities around the world where they operate, they meet those three impacts. One is a money, uh, that's the cost, another is time, and another one is quality of the experience. So our, our, our work with entrepreneurs is to make sure you focus on the impacts. And your proof of concept is going to be based on those. It's not what people are doing, but it's a consequence of doing that. We wrote a book on this called The Value of Innovation, which gets into a lot of detail on how do you make this work in the innovation area. Uh, what we want to do with this book is to get people who are just thinking about something like this and to get them to get into it in a way uh, so they'll go deeper and make it work for them. 
Patty, thanks. I appreciate that. That's really crystallizing uh, the concept here and I think helps our, our global listeners identify with it on a, on a more personal level. So we've got just a minute or two left. Pick another juicy story that would uh, demonstrate measuring and achieving success in an, any endeavor, maybe something uh, unexpected or There's unusual. First name Paula Patel in our, our book. Paula worked she worked with a technology works with a technology company and and just like so many others she's during the pandemic she started working at home and she got quite good at it after she got used to it and and she realized she actually was getting more work done then came the request from the company to come back to work back to the office and she didn't want to and she says if i make a business case for to continue to work at home uh, would you let me do that? And, and they said, well, I think so. Um, show us your business case. And so she just took this methodology that she's exposed to. And she says, look, um, I'm one, if you think about impacts, the, what impact do we have by working at home? One is if I stay at home the entire time, you can give up the office space. And that's a huge cost. And she calculated that from the finance and accounting team. But she's also says I'm avoiding a turnover because and you're avoiding a turnover because I'm not coming back to work. Uh, so you lose me. And so you've got the cost of replacement. Here's what it costs for a turnover in your organization. And third, I'm getting more work done. You've seen that. So this is productivity. I can put a monetary value in that. So so there you have it. Now, look at the, what you're getting for almost no cost. Look at your ROI. It's huge. And there's some intangibles too. You're helping the environment. Uh, you're keeping me off the street so I don't burn all those carbons and put them in the atmosphere. You know, you're a good corporate citizen because you help with the congestion in the in the streets. And so, it, my ROI is quite huge because I want to work at home. I'm comfortable with it, and it makes it convenient for me, and I save a little money. So. Look, we're all, this is a win-win for all of us. Look what you're saving. And with that with that business case, they let her work at home. And it just shows you how you can look at these kind of situations, put the proper uh, process around it, make it credible and convincing. And it's amazing what you can do with that. That was a great example. Patty and Jack Phillips, thank you for joining me on the show today. I learned so much from you, and I want to tell our global audience the title of your book. It's called Show the Value of What You Do, Measuring and Achieving Success in Any Endeavor. And of course, it is available on Amazon and all major book retailers. But I also want to mention your website for the ROI Institute, and that is roiinstitute.net. Patty and Jack, thank you. I'm delighted that you could be on the show with me. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And if you like the show, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud, and even better, leave a review because this helps new listeners find us online. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.